Hansel and Gretel. Near a great forest lived a poor woodcutter with his two children, Hansel and Gretel. Times were very hard, and a day came when there was no food in the cottage except a little stale bread. The father thought, I can't stand to see my children starve. It would be better to take them into the forest and leave them. There they might at least find some berries or some roots to eat. He was very sad at the thought of parting from his children, but he felt that this would be best. So the next morning he said to Hansel and Gretel, Come with me into the forest. While I cut wood, you can look for berries. Gretel was glad, but Hansel was wondering if it was such a good idea. He thought his father might be intending to leave them in the woods. Then the father gave them each a small piece of bread. This is for your lunch, he said. Gretel put her piece into her pocket. But Hansel, Hansel crumbled his up, and every few steps along the way he dropped a crumb to mark the path that they were following. When they reached a sunny clearing in the forest, their father said, You may stay here and hunt for berries while I go a little farther into the woods and cut some wood. All morning the children looked for berries, but none were to be found. And at noon they ate Gretel's bread. And as the evening came on, Gretel began to grow anxious. I wonder why father doesn't come, she asked. With sorrow, Hansel told her that he thought their father was going to just leave them in the woods. Gretel began to cry, but Hansel comforted her. Wait until the moon rises, he said. Then the crumbs I dropped will show us the way home. But when the moon rose, no crumbs were to be seen. The hungry birds had eaten them all. Sad and hungry, the children lay down at the foot of a tree and fell deeply asleep. In the morning, they were awakened by the song of a beautiful bird. Looking up into the tree, they saw a bird with gleaming white feathers, singing with all his might. The bird flew next to the next tree. He seemed to be calling them. They followed, but as soon as they came beneath the tree in which he was perched, he flew on a little bit farther. They forgot their sadness and their hunger. All day they followed the bird. And towards evening they came to an opening in the forest, and before them was a little cottage gleaming in the rays of the setting sun. Look, Gretel, exclaimed Hansel, I believe that cottage is made of gingerbread, and look, it's covered with candy and all kinds of gumdrops and sugary things to eat. Oh, it really is, replied Gretel, running up and tasting a little piece that she pulled off from the wall. And that roof looks though it was made out of chocolate and shingled with butterscotch. 
Oh, yes, and look, the windowsills are also made of chocolate, declared Hansel, biting off a large piece and gobbling it down. And the window panes are made of clear sugar candy, said Gretel, as she smashed one open and gobbled it up. At that moment, though, the door of the cottage was opened, and an old woman came out. What a sweet little boy and little girl, she said, in a soft, wheedling voice. You seem to be hungry, are you? Are you hungry? Come inside and I'll give you something good to eat. The children felt afraid, but they decided to follow the old woman into the house. She gave them some milk and bread and nuts and apples and pancakes dripping with syrup and honey. And when they'd eaten all they could, she pointed to two little beds. Now, go to bed, children, she said. Sleep well, little dears. In a very few minutes, Hansel was fast asleep. The old woman seemed kind, but Gretel did not trust her decided to sleep with one eye open and stay awake. The old woman had only pretended to be kind. She was really a witch who'd built the house made of candy just to lure children there. After a little time, the old witch came tiptoeing towards Gretel's bed. Gretel pretended to be asleep, and when the witch went to the bed where Hansel was sleeping, Gretel opened her eyes. She saw the old witch lift Hansel from his bed and carry him out the door. All night the little girl lay wondering what had happened to her brother. When morning came, the witch shouted at Gretel to get up and gave her a pail to bring water from the pump. Gretel ran out to fill the pail and was astonished to see Hansel lying asleep in a huge cage. She ran over to the cage and called to her brother. When he opened his eyes, he was bewildered. How, how did I get here? Whatever happened, he asked, looking around at the bars of the cage. Gretel told him how she'd seen the old witch carry him from his bed. Hansel began to shake the door of the cage, but Gretel told him that the witch had no doubt locked it by some magic power of her wand and that only the same magic power could open it. Just then she heard the angry voice of the witch calling to her to hurry up. She filled the pail at the pump and ran back to the cottage. All day the witch kept her busy sweeping and scrubbing and doing all sorts of hard tasks. Late in the afternoon she ordered Gretel to chop some wood. We must heat the oven, said the old witch, chuckling with wicked glee. <laughs> Gretel wondered why in the world the witch wanted the oven heated, for there was no bread ready to be baked. But she kept on chopping, and the witch kept on putting wood into the fireplace until there was a great big blaze. Then the witch opened the iron door of the big baking oven and peered in. Crawl into the oven, my dear, she ordered. Let's see if it's hot enough. Now, indeed, Gretel was frightened, for she knew that the witch intended to shut her up in the hot oven and bake her. She would have tried to run away, 
but she couldn't leave Hansel a prisoner in the cage outside. She must think of some way to save him and free him. Oh, I'm afraid I can't get in, she said. That opening is, is way too small. Silly goose, snapped the old witch. It's plenty big enough for a little girl, see? I could even get in myself if I wanted. And stooping down, she put her head and shoulders into the oven. And this was just the chance for which Gretel had been waiting. She grasped the iron door, and with both hands, she slammed it against the old witch's butt, pushing her clear into the oven. Then she closed the door and fastened it. The witch was furious. She shrieked and banged on the door, but Gretel knew that she could not get out, for she'd left her magic wand lying on the kitchen table. Picking up the wand, Gretel ran to the cage where Hansel was imprisoned. With one touch of the magic wand, she opened the cage door, and Hansel sprang out. The white bird who'd led the children to the witch's cottage flew down from a tree. And as he touched the ground, he became a handsome young prince. And the cage, in which Hansel had been held prisoner, melted away into thin air. In the place where it had been, the children saw a pile of gold pieces and precious stones and diamonds. The prince bowed to Gretel. I have waited many years for this release from my enchantment, he said. The old witch stole me from my father's castle when I was only a child. The spell she put upon me could never be broken until she was outwitted by a mortal. And you are the first mortal who's been able to outwit her, he said, bowing deeply to Gretel again. The witch took these jewels and gold pieces when she stole me, he said. I beg that you will accept them as a token of my gratitude. And when I'm safe again in my father's castle, I should like to have you come visit me. Goodbye, he said, and he turned and walked into the forest and was lost to sight among the many trees. Hansel and Gretel filled their pockets with gold and precious stones. When they set out, hoping they might meet someone who could tell them the way to reach their home, they could smell the old witch cooking in the oven. They hadn't gone far when they saw their father coming towards them. Dear children, he exclaimed, I couldn't bear to think of you alone in the forest. If you're going to starve, then I'll starve too, and we'll all starve together. Oh, but we don't need to starve, said Gretel and Hansel at the same time, holding out their hands filled with gold and jewels. And so they all went home and lived happily ever after, and there was never any poverty in the woodcutter's cottage again. The End